Hey guys, how's it going? Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. On the episode you're about to listen to, I'm going into the hiring process. This is coming out of your first year in Solana ownership. This was recorded during Storytime Live. And if you haven't joined me, come on over Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. But this episode is all about the hiring process and how I'm looking at things today. Some of the things that I read, I was like, you know what, maybe I don't agree with this right now. So I'll share some insights in real time. Uh, So you're in for a treat. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of the YFYI podcast. Now on to the show. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Hopefully you guys are doing good. Hopefully you guys are ready to roll. You know what time it is. If you're here, it's 9 a.m. on the East Coast, maybe a few minutes after. A few minutes after 9, navigating the new Facebook. So it popped up today. It's like, oh, Facebook wants to invite you to try the new Facebook. And you know me, I just can't resist, so I clicked on it. They have a thing where you can switch back to the classic view at any time, but if you're trying the new Facebook, I'm interested to know what you guys are thinking about it. If you've seen that, the new one, if you're on the on the computer, I don't know. I think they already updated the one on mobile a while ago. But good morning, good morning. It's time for some story time. If you're on Instagram, what up, grammars? If you're on Facebook, watching Facebook Live, what up, what up, what up? I'm Sunny D. I'm your host. I'll be with you for the next hour or so. We do this every morning, Monday through Friday, since we've been in the uh, coronavirus, corona pandemic times. We've been doing this every morning. We're going to try to keep it going. We'll see if we end up doing it in the mornings. We may end up doing it in the evenings. We'll play around with the format, but I want to keep it going. This has been a project in the back of my mind for a while, uh, wanting to do this wanting to do a, a morning, kind of like a morning show, but specifically, you know, with this one, story time is focused around um, the YFY book series. I'll tell you guys more about that. If you guys have been coming up, uh, showing up every morning, then you know, you know the deal, um, but a lot of fun to be able to come on here, share with you guys, and spend some time and just kind of give you some, you know, my hot takes, thoughts of the moment, insights on what's going on, the state of the union, the state of the corona union, the state of the corona economy, as I like to call it. Uh, the corona economy is something that, you know, was kind of dropped in our lap uh, the middle of March, beginning of March, and now we're all just navigating it. We're figuring it out, right, as we go. We're learning a little bit uh, new, you know, information daily, so that's nice. You get some new information, you're like, Oh wow, I never knew that. Um, we know, I know for myself, you know, having salons in, in multiple cities across multiple states, it's been a challenge because I'm trying to stay on top of what's going on in my local area where I'm at in Florida with the salons here and then what's going on, you know, in Texas. Um, so it's um, it, it's been a little, little tricky because the whole country, obviously, the diversity of the country, it's not all in step. So there's there may be... <clears throat> breaking news in one city or one state that's different you know and then when you have the different cities within the state and the communication um, doesn't necessarily 
uh, sync up and everybody's not all in sync, then that creates another another bit of a challenge. So nonetheless, it's been a little interesting for myself. Um, hopefully you guys that are um, in either a state or in, you know, in a city, then maybe you, you have some information. That the, the one thing we finally got were some dates yesterday for our peeps over in Texas. I mean, we've been wondering and waiting. You know, and I guess the way that they're looking at it, the way that the government wants to do it, they want to do it in like these phases. So they got like what they call phase one, phase two, um, and they're going to move these phases through um, the safe reopening of the country. So uh, hairstylists, barbers, you know, estheticians, there were some people that pulled the trigger a little early. I saw one lady in, um, I think it was Dallas, they had a clip of her on the news. She just, she just opened and they're like, they came by and she got like a citation and I don't know if they were going to like lock the doors or force her to lock the doors. And she was going off. She was like, I'm going to put my chairs out on the sidewalk and have my stylist do hair on the sidewalk because all this, you know, the information has been so vague. And I was just like, damn. Um, but she was, um, yeah, she was fired up. Let's just say that she was fired up. I was like, yeah, I mean, but you feel it. You know, everybody that's been. Oh yeah, Dallas. There it is, Dallas, and she she ripped her citation up. Oh, and she opened again, girl. She ain't messing around. She's like, I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut hair, you know, no matter what. Take me to jail. So it's getting, it's getting serious out there. Dang, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. I mean, you know, we've all you, you know we've all been feeling it. You know, having a few days off, if you get a little vacay, that's one thing. But, you know, seven, six, seven weeks, I mean, and you're not only dealing with the financial side of things, too. You're also dealing with the um, the mental part of it, right? There's a mental component. There's an emotional component. I mean, it can be a little depressing. I mean, you're no, like, yeah, you're kind of sad in a way, like your income's gone, right? So you get that financial weighing on you, but then also... I mean your livelihood like if you're you know building businesses training people educating and you know doing those things I can do it you know to some degree you know through online but it's not the same as you know the hands-on and I'm a hands-on you know person whether it be doing hair whether it be you know whether it be coaching whether it be being in you know in the salon tackling challenges handling you know different scenarios that are coming up like I like being on the field and so we've all been, you know, dealing with that side of it too, you know, so it definitely is, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, um, it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a ball of different effects from the financial to the emotional to the, the physical, right? Think about it for, for some of us. I mean, if you're running around a salon, that might be, um, that might be the most exercise that you get. You know, running around that salon. So when you when you ball all that up and you take it to the level of like where things are at, you know, where things are, um, where things are going, uh, where things are um, hopefully going. You know, the new norm, right? I've seen some pictures, and I was joking around with my team uh, the other day on our on our daily call, and I had a picture of a you know a guy in a full blown um, hazmat suit. And was like, yeah, this is our, you know, this is our new, you know, dress agreement. You know, our new uniform we're going to be wearing. Um, 
<laughs> and it was it was yeah it was like I mean but you gotta you know we're trying to keep keep the mood I mean it's serious enough out there so you know trying to keep the mood a little bit light um, but it's definitely gonna be there's gonna be this new norm you know and I you know I've got stylists that are like you know I'm not I'm not wearing a mask you know like they don't want to uh, I mean if it's a law if it's mandated you know then that's a different conversation but for some you know and then there's there's different information out there like the mask doesn't even do anything you know i heard one doctor who's saying like the mask i wear a mask for the people around me not for me because it's going to protect them in case i had the coronavirus so i'm not spreading it to them and then they and it's like he's like i'm going to wear my mask for you and you wear your mask for me so that was kind of the mindset with that and i was like oh, okay you know, and then some of them, depending on the degree of, you know, the mask, it may or may not be stopping anything. Um, our industry, of course, is tough because there's just that one, you know, that one thing that we do that um, you can't really avoid. And that's called putting our hands on people, um, running our fingers and our hands through their hair, um, running our, you know, fingers, our hands, our nails, you know, on their, on their heads, you know, on their body, touching them, period, right? Um, so that's going to happen. You know, and then there's, you know, so there's a lot of new information. So the bright side too, though, is we're finding out we're learning so much new stuff. Um, and we're learning, you know, 96, 97% of people are having full recovery. I mean, there's definitely gonna be that percentage of people that are either, you know, immune compromised or, you know, in a vulnerable age, you know, um, bracket that are gonna be a little bit, it's gonna be a little bit more tricky, right? There's gonna be more difficulties, but we know, you know, we're so we're learning so much more. Like day one, like when we closed, it was like Corona, uh, like nobody really knew exactly, right? This is not a new thing, but the novel, the, which means new, the novel coronavirus, you know, the novel COVID-19 was the new strain, which we didn't know anything about. You know, so I, I was, I mean, it was for me, it was a no brainer. Like we got to close. Like I'm not putting anybody in harm's way. I don't care if, you know, we're getting a million dollars a cut, you know, doing one guest a day. I mean, still, I'm just like, nope. So we close everything down because there's, um, there was just no information. But now fast forward, here we are seven weeks later, there's a lot of information that's come out. <clears throat> there's a lot of preparation from the doctors, the hospitals, the cities and the states. I mean, there's a lot, you know, and, and when you look at some of the projections and the charts, I know like for Florida, I mean, they're I think like 10th right now in the cases and deaths kind of brackets, um, but they were projected to be way higher. So there's been a lot of projections and projections are like anything, you know, like in business, you project, but you don't know. So projections are as good as, as the paper that they're written down on. So now that we're getting a lot of these projections and these comparisons, because it's just like when you first open your business, right? You open your business and you're like, you know, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, right? That's what you say you're gonna do, right? But you don't know and it's not until you fast forward, you know, two or three or four or five years in the game, then you can see like, hey, were my projections close? Were they accurate? Even after the first six months, but in the beginning, you don't know. Like when I started and I was gonna hire people right out of school and um, I had an idea of what you know was possible just from my own track record coming right out of school, 
and so I projected, but until I had that first, you know, solid sample, those first couple of years, and I had those first, you know, five to 10 people go through the system, and I was able to reiterate, refine um, the system and, and re-implement, I didn't really know exactly what was gonna happen. But fast forward, right, here we are, you know, I've been now owning salons for 10 years. Now it's a lot easier to predict. It's a lot easier to project and the projections are almost spot on because we have the experience. So now fast forward with Corona seven weeks later, there's so much that we've learned. The doctors have learned, the, the everybody's learned that we can now look at it and we can make some, you know, we can make some more solid projections. We can make some more accurate projections. We can make some more um, realistic projections as to where we're at you know, as to where we're at in the cycle, as to where we're at in this whole thing. Um, so that's a that's kind of, I guess you could say, like if there is a bright side, that is the bright side. So we know people are recovering. We know a lot more information about this thing. Um, and, you know, we are fighting and being better prepared and we know things we can do. One of the things that we're developing, which we're gonna be releasing um, to our guests or stylists, and probably I'll release it publicly, is gonna just be a PDF. It's um, it's our zero to one strategy. It's 10 steps for safe salon reopening. Um, and, and it's not, I mean, I'm looking at these guidelines and I'm using these. These aren't um, necessarily, this is the way to do it. I mean, there's all kinds of people. I know people right now that are just like, you know, to hell with it. They're just gonna open and rip, right? Fully blow the light switch on and just let it, what, let que sera, sera, whatever shall be, shall be. Um, that's how they're gonna approach it. I mean, there were people who thought we should have done that as a country, you know, not, you know, locked it down. And there's there's always two sides to every coin, right? Some people are like, we should have locked the whole thing down immediately, boom, 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 boom. Would have flattened the curve in a few weeks instead of like a few months. Um, there's always gonna be that other side. But, you know, looking at how we're gonna do it and maybe once I share, you know, I'll share the, um, the PDF for our reopening, you know, we're planning on that you know, second week of May being back in. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna open slow. We're not gonna be going in day one taking guests. We're gonna go in, you know, day one, uh, maybe a day, a day and a half to really set up the salon, make sure we have everything in place, kind of go through the process, you know, the refined version of the process that will be our, you know, 30, 60, 90 uh, plan as we're coming back in, because we have to ease back into it. You know, think about this, right? You go back to the gym, you haven't been there in a while, you don't do a full body workout, max weight, max reps, you know, and hit every machine, right? That's just not safe. I mean, you could do that, but you probably won't be able to walk for the next few days, or um, you could do that and you probably break, pull, strain, rip, you know, or kill yourself. So, I mean, you've been out for seven weeks, right? Maybe, I mean, in our case, it's gonna probably be a solid, you know, eight weeks we've been out of the salon. Once we go back, you know, there's no need to try to go back and literally just, you know, think you're just gonna be right back to where you were. There's three things that are gonna be working against you in that scenario. Obvious elephant in the room is coronavirus. Then you're gonna have guests um, that are gonna feel, you know, that need to have that ease. They gotta feel comfortable coming back in. They have to feel comfortable getting, you know, back in the chair or back in the saddle. And then your stylist, right? Your stylist haven't been, 
you know, if you're a stylist or you have stylists and you haven't been doing probably or shouldn't have been doing anything for the last seven weeks. So they're going to need to feel comfortable, A, getting back in, um, and then, you know, like the muscles. Because what we do, it's a, it's a thing, right? If I'm doing, you know, five haircuts, six haircuts, seven haircuts, eight haircuts a day, two, three colors a day, you know, for the last, you know, how many ever years, and then I go to zero, right? And what about the person that was doing one or two haircuts a day? And they work five days a week, so they're doing maybe 10 haircuts a week, maybe three, four, five, six, seven colors a week if they're new, right? And then they go to zero, right? They were just starting to learn, you know? And so there's muscle memory uh, for some of the veterans. You'll, you'll warm up a lot quicker. But, you know, for some of the new people, it's gonna, you're gonna have to ease them back in. For some of the veterans too, you're gonna be a little rusty if you haven't picked up a pair of scissors, a blow dryer, or a brush. You've just been kind of sitting around, you know, at the house if you haven't been really exercising a whole lot, you haven't been getting your laps in, you haven't been closing your rings, you haven't been hitting your steps because you haven't been in the salon, um, there's gonna be that little bit of a rust factor. And then of course with Corona, um, there's gonna be that little bit of hesitation, right? There's gonna be a hesitation. You come in, boom, you see a guest, you, you know, you normally seeing all the time, you go to give them a hug and you're like, you just stop in midair, you're like, oh shit, I forgot, I can't touch you right now, right? There's gonna be, there's gonna be a little awkward, right? Um, so yeah, you're gonna have timing, right? You're gonna have to get your pace back up. Um, but here's the thing, when it comes to pace, guys, think about this, you know, some of those guests that are gonna uh, be a little shy, maybe not ready to just jump back into it, um, some of those guests, you know, maybe you created a monster. Maybe you decided you wanted to sell professional only products that aren't for resale. Maybe you decided, you know, times are so hard, I'm gonna sell this anyway, illegally, whatever. Um, and you've been selling color out the door. You've been selling it online. However, you've been doing it. Um, now you created a little monster too. Cause now you got some of those guests who feel safe at home, who are safe at home and who have gotten color at home. And it's not that bad. Yeah, the back is jacked because they haven't had anybody helping them, right? Their boyfriend, their husband, their girlfriend, they weren't there to put on the backside. So they're, you know, they're missing spots, but who cares? They're not looking at the back of their head anyway. But uh, now you created that monster. Um, so then you gotta, you know, you gotta talk to people and, and it's not a thing where they're gonna be like, oh, I feel bad. Um, I've been buying these, you know, these half price colors and get my color done at home where I'm safe. Um, now I wanna go put myself in harm's way and run back into the salon. Hmm. That might be a little tough one. Let me know how that works out um, as you're navigating those conversations. And I mean, people do what they have to do. You know, your back's against the wall. You do what you got to do. Um, but you have to also think when you're doing whatever you're doing that there's going to be a time factor that comes into play. So if that worked in week one, week two, what happens when you open up? What happens in three months? What happens in six months? Did you just put part of your business, you know, uh, permanently out? You know, and that may be the case. Hey, maybe you stumbled onto something. There are companies out there, I mean, Madison Reed and eSalon that have a successful business model doing that. And it was pre-corona economy. They already started eating our lunch as professionals and colorists um, by offering those at-home, you know, options. So maybe you decided, you know, you just discovered a new uh, source of revenue and you keep that going. It is what it is. But just know this, Corona economy has changed things. Corona economy has, um, and, and we are gonna, our new normal, which we're gonna say we're going back to, um, we're not really going back to normal um, because we're going to normal. It's not back, 
we're getting too normal. We're going too normal because it's not back. We're not going backward. We're never going backward. We're going forward, but it's going to be a new normal. Um, so what's that look like? You know, for my all my I got you know educators and and people that work in schools on you know Facebook and on Instagram that are that are tuning in. You know, it's, what's that going to look like when you're teaching, right? When you're showing hands on, and then you have the proximity of you, the guest, and the student. You know, you have that perfect little tight triangle of people. Um, that's going to look a little different. You know, I was listening this morning to. Um, one of the a, a, a father who's in the business community who has daughters in school and they've been doing online and they want to go back to school um, you know but it's like yeah it's tricky because then you have the lectures so they're like well it's going to be reversed so we're going to you watch the lecture online where everybody's on there and then you meet in these small groups to discuss it versus everybody goes to the lecture and watches it live and you're all sitting in close proximity um, and then, you know, think about the restaurants. I mean, you have six, you know, tables, you're small. You have 12 tables, you're small, and you have to space out. Now you have three tables. Or you had 12, now you have six. So there's going to be those things. Um, we started a few years ago, we started scaling down salons, you know, to make it more manageable, to make our team smaller. So we went from, you know, 15, you know, chairs to down to eight chairs. In some locations, we went from eight chairs down to you know four chairs or five chairs um, so we started scaling down some of our salons to make it more manageable for us and moved in some of the salons in the smaller locations which may be you know which may benefit us it may not you know as of um, as of right now we're kind of looking at that so uh, there's gonna be a lot of things that the normal is the new normal but it's definitely not getting back to normal um, what we call it, our strategy zero to one is about us going from zero percent chance of getting, you know, the virus, the coronavirus in particular. There's going to be other viruses, right? You're going to get, you know, flu's coming up. You got to get your flu shot. There's going to be the flu. There's going to be the common cold still out there. There's going to be things lingering, um, you know, but the new normal, which is getting back to normal, is about really trying to get from zero chance of getting it to 1% chance of getting it, trying to get to that, because you're not gonna avoid that. You know, I don't care what you do. You can and you can go hazmat, right? You can go full-blown. I saw a lady, I had to go into, uh, into Walmart yesterday to pick up a couple of things, and I saw a lady, she had the, um, I mean, she was basically has from like, she looked like she was in the Blue Man group. She had like a full-blown uh, bodysuit, covered her face, had the mask on over it with the with the two little, you know, um, tanks on the side. I was just like, damn, you know, it reminded me of when I was in the military going to the gas chamber and we put on our gas mask. I mean, she was full-blown. I mean, you can do that at that level and still be at like that 1%, 2% chance of getting um, something. So you're never gonna eliminate it 100%. If your goal is 100%, then you are in the right position right now, which is at home, stay at home, you're safer at home. That's it. Um, so if you're gonna go outside of your house, then there's gonna be a percent chance. So our strategy of our 10 steps is about going from 0% arriving at one and trying to keep it at one. Um, so I'll be releasing that to everyone as we as we get it um, finalized and it'll be coming out in the little PDF and uh, maybe you find some stuff on there you can use and um, have some fun with it, give me some feedback. 
So that's my that's my opening this morning as we're getting into our story time today. Um, so this is uh, the story time where I come to you, I read a chapter, kind of edit, revise, add to, do it in real time. Uh, we started with the first book in the YFY book series, which was YFY, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive, but thrive, 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 thrive in the business of beauty. There were a lot of Corona updates in that book. Um, that was a lot of fun. I know you guys, uh, some of you guys have messaged me about the resume class. I said I was going to do, I will do it. Um, we still got a little bit of time. We're going to be together here online a lot. So I will be doing a, um, a resume class where I'm gonna recreate and redesign and develop uh, really in real time, live, the resume of the future. Uh, one of the things I wanted to do today, if you're watching, whether you're on Instagram or you're on uh, Facebook or on a Facebook page, wherever you're at, I wanna get some live questions today. We're gonna try that out. <clears throat> so if anybody's interested and wants to um, ask a question or join me live, which your video will pop up. Um, and let's see, join me live. You can ask a question. Um, you wanna you know, just pop in for a second. I'm gonna be putting out the uh, Zoom link. I'm gonna post it on my Facebook page pages it'll be on sunny d it'll be on my um, yfy page and i'm also going to put it on the instagram chat thread right here so if you want to pop in and ask me a, a question or ask something related to the chapter or anything that we've been talking about live then you can do that i'm going to put this in here um, this will be just the code for today's session only uh, let's see, seven, zero, two, one, two. So this is the Zoom. Um, this is going to be the Zoom uh, join meeting. If you have the app, I mean, pr pretty much everybody and their mother and grandma um, has the app right now. And they're all, because everyone's on there. Um, so you can jump in and ask me a question live. I'm going to post that up on our little thread. I'll pin that to the top if I can. Let's see if I can pin this comment. Pin comment. Boom. Awesome. Um, so yeah, if you pop up on the Zoom, um, you'll you know you'll go into the waiting room and I'll grab you and pop you into the meeting. Um, so we'll be doing that. Something I'm trying. Something a little little new today. Um, so that'll be uh, that'll be up there if you wanna if you wanna jump in. <clears throat> I'll see you I'll see you in the in the meeting at any point in time. Um, so as we're getting into story time, you know what we've been you know we've been doing. We've been coming on story time. We've been going through chapter chapter by chapter, and I've been editing them real time, which has been a lot of fun for me. It's also given me some um, just insights into like what I'm doing and how I'm gonna maybe add and edit and revise when I come into the new version. Also been taking everything to Corona time, right? So how, when I wrote this book pre-Corona, I mean, first book I wrote three, four years ago, you know, and then this book a couple years ago. So now you're talking about Corona time. Um, so a lot of these things, some of them ring true. Like as I was reading yesterday, we were going through the numbers chapter and it was, 
it was interesting because some of the stuff I wrote there is almost like I could have wrote it yesterday. And when I talked about the financial crisis and I talked about how the um, it wasn't the first and it won't be the last, you know, so we're going to, and here we are, fast forward, boom, we're right in the middle of it. So it's kind of scary in a way. It's like, you know, like, um, <laughs> but it was interesting. So now we're getting into a new chapter from your first year in salon ownership. So this one is really about and targeting people that are navigating the scary, fun, wild, crazy, exciting, uh, depressing, uh, motivating, inspiring, you know, ride of being a business owner. You know, so whether you have your name on a lease, and I talk about this a lot, business ownership starts in the mind. Until you own it, own your mindset, own it there, you'll never own it anywhere else. So it's kind of where it starts. And then it trickles into, um, it trickles into the uh, rest of your life, the rest of your being. So ownership, right? And this is about your first year in ownership. And we went through the why. We started with the end in mind. We start. We went through the chapter on uh, systems. Did we go through the chapter on systems? I believe we did. Uh, we went through the chapter on numbers. Uh, we went through the chapter on you only have two hands. Um, so now what I think we're going to get into, um, there's chapter five is hiring process, that we have career paths. We also have a chapter eight, it's on financing and construction. There's chapter nine, it's about key relationships. There's chapter 10, which is about growth and expansion. And then there's also uh, chapter 11, is, which is the what if chapter. So it's about what if, what if you do make it. And then after we finish that chapter, we go into bonus material. So the bonus material are um, different business ideas, things to try, things that, you know, some of these things I'm doing, right? Some of these things I'm not, you know, not just trying. I wrote about them. Some of them I wrote about them and some, some of them I'm doing. Um, they're happening right now. So when you start thinking about the what if, you know, and you think about what's next, then you have to get into the, um, the other ideas that you have for your business. And, and some of them might be a little far out. You might be thinking that's a little weird or that'll never work for me. Um, but there are just things that kind of get your mind thinking like, what else could I be doing? What else could I be trying in my business? How could I be diversifying um, my, my skills, my output, my input? You know, so that's what that bonus material chapter is all about. So let's talk a little bit about this chapter called the hiring process. So this is chapter five. We're going to go into the hiring process. And when you think about hiring, right, there's a couple of my mentors and I've heard this from, you know, multiple, they've say, they'll say, you know, hire, you know, hire slow, fire fast. Um, you know, that might work for you as a philosophy, hire slow, fire fast. Um, that's actually how I start this chapter. I, I've kind of gone back and forth on that. Sometimes I think, yeah, hire slow makes sense. You know, vet the person, make sure that da, 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 da. you go through all the. But then I start to go back. Sometimes I think about it and I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Actually, do I want to or do I want to hire fast and fire fast? Right? So you're going to have to think, like, what is your philosophy? You know, I used to. When I first started, go through this long, drawn-out audition, and I totally, totally tore that up and changed it up. 
because I'm like, you know, I can meet somebody in, in a few minutes, like most people, you can kind of get a feeling about somebody, like, are they a good person? Do you feel like they're, you know, they're, um, they're honest? Do you feel like they're sincere? Do you feel like they're genuine? Do you feel like they care? Um, you know, those are things that you're looking for. And if you're looking at our company, you know, CIA, which we'll talk about, you know, those are, those are things that you don't really need to audition for. First impression, you'll find out about their image right then and there. You'll find out about their, um, you know, their attitude. You'll find out if they're coachable, right? If you tell them to be there at nine and they get there at 8.30, you know, that's a good sign, indicator, right? You tell them to be there at nine and they get there at nine, you might have a little, you know, there might be a little writing on that wall that you wanna take a look at. So those things you'll find out. So do you need to have that long drawn out audition process? And that's what I had when I started and I changed it up. And that's the thing when you own a business, you know, you can change it up at any, any time. You can switch it up whenever you want. You know, just like I'm about to switch up my, my background. You can do that. You can switch it up. Bam. There we go. Now we're back in the corner, back in my nook, my story time nook. So this is chapter five. <clears throat> Starts with a quote. Hire slow, fire fast, anonymous. Chapter five, the hiring process. Let's get one thing straight. There's no sweet science to hiring, but a good rule of thumb is this. Hire slow, fire fast. And I just told you that I don't necessarily agree with that. When I wrote it, I like that, and it was kind of my philosophy, but I've changed some things up. So that's not in the book, by the way. But it says, hire slow, fire fast. Now, when I say there's no sweet science, what am I really saying? What I'm really saying is that there, if there is, I haven't figured it out yet. In this chapter, what I'd like to do is get you to think outside the box when it comes to hiring by sharing some of my best and maybe not so best practices. Maybe in them, you will be able to fine tune your system for building your team. Hopefully we can share more best practices down the road in this ever-changing environment of hiring. First things first, you've gotta keep your pipeline full. You can never have too many potential prospects. I take the approach of any coach, whether they be at the professional level, collegiate, or for that matter, even high school level. They are always keeping an eye on the incoming freshman class because that is where the future lives. Building a team is not a one-time event. It's an ongoing process. People move on, get hurt, get fired, etc. Whatever the reason, it's, it's inevitable. You will lose players. That is just part of business. If you don't play with that mindset, then you've already lost. I've seen some salon owners get completely destroyed when their people left. Some never recovered and were afraid to ever try and grow again until they soon were out of business. Yes, it hurts when some of your players leave, but that's just a part of evolution. Now, there's always exceptions to the rule. Michael Jordan was a Chicago Bull for life. Even though he had that weird stint where he tried to make a comeback with the Wizards, he'll always be remembered as a Chicago Bull. Same goes for Derek Jeter. Can you imagine him in any other uniform except the New York Yankees? Those are exceptions though. They're what's known as franchise players. The majority of teams and thousands of other players never experience that. 
So for that reason, every coach is constantly looking, recruiting, taking notes, and scouting new talent, and so should you. Where should you look? Well, I'd start with your local beauty schools. Go in for a visit. Maybe they have guest speakers in and you could go in and do a demonstration to get a feel for the talent pool. Some of the schools will even have career fairs where you could go in, set up a table, and meet prospects. When I do this, I like to capture some basic info like name, number, and email so I can follow up with something more formal later on. And I'm going to jump in here for a second. So when it comes to collecting info, things that I learn, you know, writing it down sometimes doesn't work because you can't read. People got chicken scratch. You're like, what does this shit say? I can't read this. Um, so having a short form, you know, having it on an iPad, you know, name, number, email. Now we could even talk Instagram, right? You can get their social media contact. Um, you know how I feel about resumes. Uh, most of that information, though, is on the top of a resume. I collect resumes, even though I don't read them, but most of that information is on the top of a resume. But having a short form, something in a digital form that people can fill out quickly um, so they can move on and you can spend the time if you're engaging with them, talking to them, learning a little bit about them, asking them their story, asking them to share you know, just a few things that they've learned so far, what they're excited about, what they're into. So you don't have to spend all day them filling out some long ass form. Um, something short, quick, and digital will do the trick. Um, and then, let's see, back to the story. I've seen people set up all kinds of things on their tables, like tons of candies, cookies, and all kinds of trinkets that afterwards I see either on the floor or worse, in the trash, in another part of the school. Keep it simple, a nice banner, some business cards, and something to capture the information on is more than enough. Now, when it comes to resumes, <laughs> did I just write this? Uh, when it comes to resumes, you know my feelings on them. If not, read chapter two and YFY for stylists, resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. I don't read them, but I do collect them for name tracking though, because sometimes, I did just write this. It sounds like I just wrote this. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Sorry. But it says sometimes uh, you can't read people's handwriting. Another great way to capture information is a short, at least you know my thoughts are consistent, right? You know, I'm saying the same shit I wrote and I haven't read this since I wrote it. You know, like, so I'm saying now the same shit that I wrote before I even read it so I'm like, oh yeah, I, I want to make sure I make this point, and then I read it, and I actually did make that point. Good job. All right, back to the story. So um, people can't, you know, people you can't read people's handwriting. Another great way to capture information is a short application form through our your website. Uh, we use Squarespace to build our website, and you can create forms on there easily. If you want to see an example, visit thesalon1.net forward slash careers dash one that's a long ass you know link right there in the book just go to our website the salon1.net um, you can navigate it's pretty simple you look for careers you look for apply now you can see a, a quick form that you can use to apply and you can create that for your website or you have it on your iPad when you show up even have it on your phone right you know maybe you're just gonna go you're trying to hire your first assistant your solo artist Go in, have it on your phone. You can capture some information. Uh, but definitely the Instagram is a good way because that also will give you insight into who they are. If they're doing hair, if they're doing work, you can see their work, you can check out their work, or you can find out that they're just totally 
uh, not looking like a good fit, right? You go on their Instagram, you're like, oh my God, what's this all about? So making sure you're having something you can capture that info. We've also, back to the story, we've also tried hiring events at the salon, which have been hit or miss. Sometimes 10 to 15 people show up, sometimes one or two. It's good because you get the rest of your team involved in the process. They can do mini interviews and get to know their potential future coworkers. Although I think it can be a little intimidating, which is why people RSVP then decide at the last minute that something came up. In this day and age of social media, there are some uh, other unconventional methods as well. If you're using apps like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, what else, Zoom, I mean, you name it, all of the ones that exist, you can communicate the fact that you are hiring through them. You can also look at potential new hires' accounts and see the kind of work they produce and quite frankly, what kind of person they are or at least portray themselves as. I've also, I've also DM'd direct message people that I wanted to interview about the salon. So sometimes it's, it's you going after them, sometimes it's them messaging you, right? I'm not too good to message somebody if I know they're out of work or they're moving to the area or they haven't found the salon yet and I've seen them at a career fair and then I've seen them not doing anything in the salon, I'll reach out, I'll send them a message. Hey, what's going on? Are you working in the salon? We're hiring right now. What's up, what's up? If I think they're a good person, it may be a good fit. So you can reach out as well. So DMing people. Another outside the norm way of filling your pipeline is using Snapchat to make a public service announcement that you're hiring and in order to get an interview, one needs to send you back a video through Snapchat to say why they're interested in working in your company. There are plenty of ways to reach people. You just have to be creative and think, where are the people you're trying to reach hanging out? I guarantee you it's on one, if not all of the apps previously mentioned. Some of my rules of thumb throughout the hiring process, I always wanna have at least one sit down, one-on-one -on -one with the prospect to fill them out. You can learn a lot about a person just sitting five minutes with them and looking them directly in the eyes. Another is that they spend a day working in the salon with the rest of the team so I can get feedback from the team on their work ethic, attitude, and many other factors. The last thing you want is someone who doesn't want to play nice. I also have a 90-day intro period after someone is hired where we can really get to fill them out as they receive initial training. At the end of this period, you will definitely know whether someone is a fit or not. Usually if they're not, they'll be eliminated before the 90 days are up. I've also had potential new hires bring in a model and do technicals, which is sometimes helpful, but doesn't give you much indication of what kind of person you're hiring. All right, I'm gonna jump in here for a second. So that I'm glad I said that because I was really kind of, you know, thinking about that whole hire, you know, slow, fire, fast thing. And I was like, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the audition, yeah, I mean, if they graduated from hair school, they have a license, you know they've touched hair, um, are you gonna probably train them in, in if you, especially like with us, if you have your own systems, you're gonna be, end up training them, you're gonna end up teaching them you know, your blow dry technique, you're gonna end up teaching them this, that, and the other, so do you necessarily need them to do an audition so you can sit there for three hours and watch them, you know, foil or color, or, um, blow dry somebody's hair? Maybe not. 
You know, that's why I don't do them anymore. You know, we've a- and we've actually implemented even now we have a you know, we have an initial set of training which is a a week-long intensive. We do 40 hours of training up front with a, di- a director in most cases it's me. Um, to go through our systems and we do a bunch of live models throughout that training and we get this we get to really just kind of I mean we turn up the heat Um, we started this we've done it a couple of times we did it when we launched our salon in Austin Um, it's worked phenomenal our initial team that's there super successful went through it our owners that are there went through it and we just took a group right before COVID happened Um, I just took a group of, of girls I had three started with three finished with two just went through it um, and then we had to shut down, but I mean, they did awesome. I mean, live model, live model, like four live models, ton of training. For, it's a 40-hour intensive onboarding training. So it's just something, you know, we're experimenting with and we're trying it because we can, you know, and that's the thing. Like, just because it's working doesn't mean you don't, you may not discover something that could work better. So I'm always about reiterating. I'm always about experimenting. I'm always about trying something um, different trying something new, um, testing something out, and you know, test it out and you like it, you stick with it, you implement it, you don't like it, you get rid of it. I mean, you don't have to do that every day, but you know, when you have some, you know, if I have major updates, there's probably three or four major updates, you know, in a year. I mean, Apple comes out with one or two phones every year. I mean, they're constantly reiterating. And some of those changes, they're not really that huge. You know, when you get your phone, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like a whole new deal. No, it's just like a small thing. Like we made this better. We tweaked that better. We gave you another pixel. You had, you know, 12 megapixels. You got 12.5 now. It's in minor little changes, but it's a fresh new approach and it's a reboot and it's a new version. Um, So you have to test those things just like with your hiring process. You know, you think you have a process that works, and that's the thing a lot of people are like you know oh it works if it ain't broke what's the saying don't fix it but i don't really know if i buy into that because it doesn't mean just because it ain't broke doesn't mean it can't be improved right back to the iphone example the iphone ain't broke the 10 wasn't broke the 9 wasn't broke the original wasn't broke but there were improvements and as innovators and people that are moving forward and looking at the future instead of the past you owe it to yourself you owe it to your company you owe it to your team you owe it to the people that you're hiring today <clears throat> and you owe it to those people you hired yesterday to be improving and making your system better making it stronger making your company better making it stronger making your your process better making it stronger and so not getting hung up on because we did that now it works we're done right you're never done Right, you're never done. Um, so that was uh, just a little bit on that whole, you know, just on the on the process and how you can tweak it up. All right. So then I'm back to the story. So the technicals, because sometimes they give you indication of what kind of person you're hiring. Um, they don't give you an indication, much of an indication. So sometimes the technicals are we do, you know, I said we do them, but just keep that in mind. At the end of the day, you have to remember you're hiring a person not their hands. Technical skills can be taught, but if they're a bitter person with a bad attitude, you can't fix that. You are the ultimate gatekeeper of your culture, so make sure you guard it every which way you can. Cheers to happy hiring. All right.
So that, my friends, is chapter five, the hiring process. For all you owners out there, people that never hired anybody, just take it from me. I've hired a bunch of people in 10 years as an owner, um, tons, and I've fired people. You know, unfortunately, I've, you know, there's all, you're gonna learn a lot. There's always gonna be a certain degree of pattern recognition, meaning you start your hiring, you know, you sit down with person one. By the time you get to like person 1,000, um, you're gonna have seen just about every every pattern, every process, every, you heard every story and this and that, every excuse, every reason, every, 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 everything. You know, a couple years ago, I noticed, uh, maybe, maybe it was from the beginning, I just didn't notice it until, you know, maybe three, four years ago. You gotta, like medical's a big thing, right? You gotta know, like especially right now, if you're hiring people, like we've hired one, so far, um, we can't wait to get started so they can get started. But you know, knowing what kind of medical issues people have, you know, because if you don't know, and then all of a sudden they start like shit in the bed and not really showing up, performing like kind of half ass, you're like, oh man, they're a dud. But then you didn't know by the way they had this or they had that. I mean, they don't have to give you every single thing, but you want to know, do you have any underlying medical conditions I should be aware of or I need to know about that, that could affect you? You know, if they have an autoimmune thing going on, if they have asthma, if they have, you know, you have to think about the job that we're doing. We're moving a lot. We're, you know, we're working. It's intense. There's air. There's this. There's that. So, yeah, if you don't know some of that stuff, you find out later and then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. But you want to know, like, figure that stuff out, especially right now. Now's the time because everyone's sense of, you know, awareness to disease and infection is going to be super heightened. Like, people are probably going to think they have stuff they don't even have because, you know, the mind is like, oh, I just sneezed. Do I got corona? Like, so there's going to be a little bit. It's going to be touchy right now. So maybe even taking it a step further, maybe you have people, you know, get a physical. I mean, they do it in the schools. You got to get a physical before you come to this school or before you start your next year. They want to make sure you general clean bill of health. Um, so those things are important. Um, but at the end of the day, your process won't be perfect. Mine still isn't perfect. And I've been doing this for 10 years. You're going to learn new things every single time, every single person, every single hiring. So give yourself a little slack. Um, you're going to do the best that you can. Um, you have any questions you guys can always hit me up and you know what we can talk we can swap stories best practices what's working for me what's not um, you know and you'll kind of refine your system as you go I mean it's a process it's what's called hiring process so that was chapter five your first year in salon ownership hope you guys enjoyed that chapter um, thanks for joining me Monday mornings 9 a.m. Eastern time Monday through Friday I said Monday mornings Mornings. Did I say Monday mornings? Just mornings. 9 a.m. <clears throat> Come join me for story time. Bring a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a phone. Tell a hairdresser. Uh, tell someone who's a new owner thinking about becoming an owner. Come hang out with me. I'll be here. Facebook, my page, the YFY Facebook page, the Instagram page, the Zoom page. Um, you have questions, comments, you can share them with me. I'll be back. See you guys tomorrow's Wednesday. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Hope to see you guys here. Um, definitely all YFYI 
Um, questions, comments, shoot them over to me. You want to check out books, just go to yourfirstyearin.com. You can check those out. Uh, we still have promos going on. They're all, all the books are 20% off right now at yourfirstyearin.com. You just use that promo code that's in the description on my Facebook page, Sunny D. Um, it's PMTSFP, I believe that is it. And then we also, I'm still giving away some of these limited edition iHeart YFYI t-shirts. You can get those on the website as well. Uh, all you have to do, there's women's and men's, there's promo codes for each, they're free. You just gotta pay like five bucks for shipping and I'll send it out to you. Um, so those are available. If you wanna listen to these shows, you can check out YFYI Podcast. You just go to yfyipodcast.com. All these shows are recorded. If you're on the go, you're going for a walk, you wanna hear it again, um, the videos will be on my Facebook page. Podcast will be on the podcast. And that's what I got for today. So thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hopefully you guys are hanging tough. Uh, I, I really feel like we're getting there. We're getting close. We're going to be back in action, especially if you've been, you know, just kind of getting brushed off by your local officials. Uh, they're working it out. We're going to be back in action soon. And I know everybody out there is ready to get back to work. So thanks for hanging out, guys. I will see you guys tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the YFY podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully you got a couple of tips, a couple of insights when it comes to hiring. And just keep in mind, guys, there's no perfect, perfect process. It's called a process for a reason. You'll continue to iterate to redefine what your method is going to be. And that's the that's the game of business. So you'll keep doing that. I'm still doing it. You're going to be doing it. Um, definitely want to hear some of your wins, some of your losses, things that have worked really well for you. Um, and thinking about how did your, you know, currently your top performers, how did they come on board? Maybe there's things in there that worked um, that you can take forward and then combine those with new things that you're learning to create your process. We're going to have a new process. All of us coming into our new normal. The normal of the past is gone. This is the Corona economy. It's a new normal. So I'm excited to learn what you are figuring out and how you're approaching your hiring process um, in the time of now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. Head over to yourfirstyearin.com for any book-related inquiries and head over to yfypodcast.com to check out all of the episodes, the 172 episodes I believe we're into now um, can be found there so you can enjoy the podcast on the go. So thanks for tuning in today to the YFY podcast, guys. And remember, this is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.